ser benfiquista é uma crença. É uma religião muito grande. A visão de culto. A coragem, que é a liberdade, que é crer, que é vontade, que é o caráter das pessoas. A alma de quem é grande, maior que os maiores. É uma paixão pela explicação. Eu não consigo explicar o que é ser do Benfica. Eu sinto o que é ser do Benfica. Mas de facto uma paixão. E as paixões são assim, vivem-se assim, intensamente. Aqui não há nenhuma razão. É paixão, paixão, paixão. Ser Benfica. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Doll Befica podcast. A quarantine edition, if I may add. Episode number 359, if you are keeping count. Uh, my name is Alfredo Fumasic. As always, uh, every week we're here, even during this time, with me tonight, as always, Cristiano Oliveira. Cristiano, diz olá aos senhores e senhoras. Olá, senhoras e senhores, and thank you uh, for taking some time out of your precious day with so much going on around the world to uh, listen to us for a few minutes. Hopefully we'll, you know, give you something to distract your mind for the meantime. Cristiano, how are you doing with this whole thing, this quarantine thing and this COVID thing? How's how's your life? <laughs> My life is uh, pretty normal. <laughs> Nothing's changed pretty much with the exception of just uh, staying home all the time. But uh, the, the daddy responsibilities and everything else, the podcast responsibilities um, are still there. So nothing's changed with the exception of not being able to go out in the road. And uh, the, the other part of our podcast is Dave de Oliveira, who is in Canada. Dave, what's happening, my brother? Nothing much. Uh, good to be back on. Like you said, maybe uh, take uh, an hour or so out of people's day, brighten the mood. And uh, talk some Benfica this podcast here. And Dave, how are you doing personally? How's how's your life been since this whole COVID thing? Uh, staying inside as much as possible, but you know, there's only so much uh, football managers, so much for Fortnite you can play. Uh, but uh, you know, we got to do what we got to do. Listen to the rules and uh, stay home to uh, stop the curve. They, that's right. Wash your hands, stay home, stop the curve. So here we are for, for another one. And, and obviously with uh, Benfica not playing, we have to we'll look at what content uh, we're going to bring you. And and content, uh, before I tell you what we're going to be talking about, I want to talk about Benfica Independent. Uh, there's been great content daily there uh, in audio format. Uh, you can also catch it live on YouTube. Uh, but, but Sergio Ingracia, Uh, has been bringing on uh, former players, former players of Benfica, not necessarily all football players. He's had volleyball players, he's had basketball players, he had uh, roller hockey players, uh, he's had Vitor Paneira, you may be familiar with that name. Uh, today he had Carlos Moser, uh, another great uh, glory of Benfica. So definitely check those out. Those are available, as I mentioned, on YouTube and also in audio format, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you can get your podcasts. Definitely check those guys out. Very entertaining. And now that most of us are home uh, and need something to kind of distract us and pass time, why don't you put some headphones on and listen to those guys or even put on the, the YouTube uh, channel and uh, watch it on your TV. Um, BenficaIndependent.com is where you can find all of that. And also, uh, if you're searching for podcasts, just search for Benfica Independent. Uh, but here we are, Benfica Podcast, uh, our content. And as I mentioned, since Benfica hasn't played, we're going to turn our attention to all the players that have been loaned. Uh, obviously, um, 
a lot of these players are loaned out with the intent to progress, to evolve their game. Uh, other players are just loaned out because they might not have a spot on a, on a squad uh, and they're going to get uh, playing time somewhere else. Uh, and, you know, I wonder what this lengthy period of inactivity is going to do for a lot of those guys. Because if you look at some of these countries and some of these leagues that these guys are in, there's a there's a possibility that there may not be an end of the year or they may not play football until the end of the scheduled season. Yeah, I mean, and things definitely get more complicated for the smaller teams as teams with players not making the same um, salary as the players on the bigger squads. But, you know, Alfredo, it's just it's the reality around the world. Those that can and those that can't. And uh, fortunately for the big teams, the guys with the big contracts, they're able to 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 just basically concentrate all their energy on staying in shape and staying fit. And as we stated on the last week's podcast, um, Benfica is actually going out of their way to bring out meals and, and, and have these guys on constant check through, through the eye watches and all these different apps to make sure all their players are reaching their, their, their peak level. Now, I don't think those other teams, the smaller teams, I should say in Portugal and other countries around the world are able to, 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 to give the same type of, uh, attention to their players as the clubs like Benfica. So it gets a little bit difficult, but you know what, man, look, hopefully these guys are doing their very best with the, with, with the time that they, that they have, uh, to, to, to do maintain, you know, to maintain themselves and stay in some type of shape in, in case the season returns. And, and, and I do believe that when the season um, does return eventually, whether, you know, they'll pick it up after this, uh, the current standings or starting over next season, the 2020-21 season, um, they're going to have some type of preseason, a couple of weeks, three weeks, I would say, uh, to get some type of game rhythm, to get in some type of shape. So, Definitely, definitely difficult circumstances for the less uh, for the people with 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 you know lesser means at their disposal, but um, you know it's it's part of football right now, man. It's just the reality that everybody needs to, to think about. Things are going to get really complicated uh, for a lot more teams and a lot a lot of players than they are for the bigger squads. Yeah, and Dave, there's been a lot of social media content being put out by a lot of players. Obviously, they're they're shuttered in at at home. Uh, aside from uh, the 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 public service announcements that they have made in terms of stay home, wash your hands, do this, take these precautions. Any of the content that you've found enjoyable from some of these players? I know that some of them are getting pretty creative in the things that they're putting out. But for you, anything that is uh, that that you've enjoyed? Well, I don't know if you you and Chris are considered players, but you guys sing pretty good. Uh, I, the content that was put out last night, you guys, uh, or the night previously, you guys are pretty good singers. But I know everybody's doing that, uh, the toilet paper challenge, j- juggling uh, the uh, the toilet paper. That's pretty good. The the one that I'm, I'm liking now is uh, the kit challenge with uh, all the players posting uh, their kit collection, their their soccer jerseys that they've uh, collected from previous players that one's uh, got to be my favorite yeah what about you Cristiano? anything that's grabbed you <sighs> nah nah i mean i i, I do like what, what cynthia was able to do uh to getting yeah. us along with a bunch of other uh benfica projects and uh and, and friends of the projects to sing the 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 city so you know i thought that was genius fantastic by her so thank you very much for including us in that uh Cynthia, um, I do like the one like 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 Dave said about the shirts. There's just so much stuff going around uh, right now, and uh, everyone has their favorite. I participated in the one regarding 
uh, four influential players throughout your childhood or that meant something to you um, throughout your life? I started off Shalana. Paul Futre, Fat Ronaldo, and Rui Costa. Obviously, I could have, I could have named another 30, 40, 50 players on that list. Unfortunately, I had to pick those four. Uh, but it's funny you mentioned what Serginho was doing with Benfica Independent with all these players. And one guy that meant a lot to me and as a little kid, and as I told you before, Alfredo, was Vitor Paneira. And then he happened to come on yesterday with Alfredo, uh, with um, Serginho. Now today he has Carlos Moser, as you stated. If you're a Benfica, even if you're not a Benfica, and you speak Portuguese, man, do yourself a favor and check out these interviews. It's absolutely breathtaking. I, I adore it. It brings me back to, to when I was a little kid. The memories are extraordinary. Um, so, you know, Alfredo, there's everybody's got their favorite. Um, those are kind of my favorites. But yeah. I know you're going to skip right over. So I'm going to take the time and ask you, what are your favorites? Because I know you're not going to try to get away from answering it. Uh, um. I, I've liked the definitely the the toilet paper thing and and I you know now I it makes sense why people needed so much toilet paper just in case you damage the nice perfectly roll a perfect roll and you're trying to dribble nobody wants to dribble a smashed up toilet paper that cone inside has to be perfect you know those dribbles have to be perfect or else you can't get those talks right so I, i've enjoyed that even though i've kind of looked at it with with some irony uh i think that as dave mentioned the the ones with the kids have, have been pretty pretty cool uh i think some of the just the stuff that that players have been sharing personally uh i saw a video of of, uh, of uh, pt working out in his backyard with his son all kitted out uh so some of that it, it's it's good to see um players in some of their private settings and oftentimes in in today's world we see a lot of uh teams that kind of shelter or that kind of put a huge wall around their players and they limit the players on what they can share on the social media. So to be able to see uh, these players, whether it's working out or whether it's sending a, a creative PSA out on social media, to me, that's kind of been uh, very entertaining because um, despite us always looking at players and say, well, these people they're they're so held up in 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 high regard in terms of public figures in terms of uh very talented individuals when you look at this whole situation they're just like you and i i mean they're home they're quarantined just like you and i uh they're fearful of of anything that uh may come off of this covid uh, so it, it's also good to see that down-to-earth type of approach from these players and we see that with my boy Adel Tarap, who's constantly posting videos of himself working out, eating, his beautiful pool. I mean, some guys have it worse than he does. So good for him to, to try to stay in shape, to try to stay fit. Um, I haven't seen him juggling a toilet paper yet, uh, to roll toilet paper. Have, have you guys? <laughs> he doesn't need to juggle. He doesn't need, everybody knows he's got the there, right? <laughs> have, you, have you partaken in any of those uh, events, Alfredo? Have you uh, been... Uh... No, I, unfortunately, I haven't because my toilet paper is way too, uh, too precious. But I think that the biggest thing is that Tarap, if Tarap could have a challenge of megging things, I would watch that all day. Like, have him go with the ball through the house and just meg things like whether it's a chair, a piece of furniture, just, just meg things. I would love to watch a video of him megging things. But I think, I think that that will be that 
that opt will be all right with uh, ruining a couple of toilet paper rolls. I mean, he lives in Portugal after all. He does have a bidet. So, I mean, things get really, really bad for him. He's always got the option of washing on the side. So, I think I think those people in Portugal, they, they, they the toilet paper is less important to them than it is to us here, I would say. Did you guys see uh, Rui Bomba on the uh, the toilet paper challenge? Yeah, he, he's I did got see some it. good jinga. Never mind that guy. You know, he was a center mid in his uh, playing days. I didn't see it. I have not seen it, Dave. So send me that um, so I can check it out. I got to yeah. see. Yeah, and then he finished. I think he finishes with a fucking bomba. Does he? I think so. <laughs> 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 hey, true coaching uh coaching strategy. Yeah. Well let's uh let's get right into um into what we're uh what we're gonna discuss here, which is the all the Benfica lonies. Uh we have uh 14, 15, 16 guys uh that we're going to discuss. And and Dave, uh as a great statsman that you are, we're we're gonna allow you to uh to go ahead and, and introduce uh each one of them their name, the club that they're playing, what division, in what country, uh, and and their vital stats. Yeah, so in no particular order, let's get it started with Alpha Semedu. Uh, he's from. Uh, he's currently playing uh, at Nottingham Forest in the championship uh, division there, which would be their second division. Uh, has appeared in 24 games uh, this season, uh, 12 starts, 12 uh, off uh, the bench as a substitute, and he has two goals this season. Yeah, not, uh, Chris, Nottingham Forest is a, is a club that also has a couple of their Portuguese players, if I'm not mistaken, uh, on there. Uh, but he's 22, center mid. Center mid is really a position that I don't know if Benfica needs any more center mids, and I think that's why he was loaned out. Uh, but uh, 24 games uh, that, he's, that he's played in, 12 starts, 12 off the bench, only two goals scored, as they've mentioned. What do you what do you make of Alpha Smith? Do you think there's a, there's a chance at 22 that he could get that if he could bring him back, or do you think they'll leave him out there and somebody hopefully will pick him up? Look, man, uh, I think I've shared this opinion on the on the podcast uh, recently or before, I should say. I I I judge, I rate Alpha Smith a lot higher than 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 most of you guys do. I do think that there's still a quality player in him. I think he adds a lot. Um, to whatever team he's playing for. He's physical. He's a big boy that occupies a lot of space. He could actually play a good through ball. He's got a nice shot on goal. I, I think that this is a player with the right coaching staff, uh, with the right uh, uh, you know, tutelage. I, I think he could still give a lot to Benfica. I, I, I would be surprised if he's not given another chance at Benfica in the near future. And I know, like you said before, Alfredo Benfica does have a ton of, of guys that could play that center mid role. Um, he's not, you know, when we talk about center mids, we're not talking about an attacking center mid. We're talking about more of a box to box. Um, but I, you know, I do think that there's still a very good player in there. And I do think at some point, um, hopefully Benfica does take advantage of that. And, and he still has a lot to give uh, to this club going forward. Yeah. Dave, who's next? Next, we've got Christian uh, Lemma f- playing in uh, Newell's uh, Argentinian's uh, first division. Appeared uh, in 22 games this season, and uh, all 22 have been uh, starts. And uh, he's got five goals uh, this season for a center back. 
Yeah, it was a return to uh, Argentina from Christian Lemma, uh, Chris, after he spent some time at Penarol, if I'm not mistaken, before he moved over to Newell's. Yep. But uh, at 30 years old, and despite us being uh, very short on the center back uh, department, uh, no, there's no way this, this Christian Lemma will be coming back to Benfica. No, I don't think so. I mean, look, and, and Penarol is interested in him, and his current team, Newell's, is interested in him. I know they has got a very low release clause. Uh, you know, I think they could get him out of, from Benfica for a couple million bucks, a couple million euros, I should say. So, yeah, I do not anticipate we'll see Christian Lemon in a Benfica uniform again. Yeah. Who's next, Dave? Next, we got Diogo Gonzalves uh, playing for Famalicão, uh, of course, in the first division. 24, uh, 25 appearances, 18 starts, 7 as a substitute, and he's got 4 goals this season. Yeah, and and uh, Christina, this is probably the one of the biggest numbers that jumps out in terms of uh, of young players that could return to Benfica. He was featured um, for for Rui Vitori, if I'm not mistaken. The last year, Rui Vitori was part of the team, uh, but then seemed to to lose to lose a spot. Ended up uh, loaned out. He is had a, a, a good year for Fomalicão, Fomalicão team that's that's also been the Cinderella story of this Liga Nos. But at 23 and in a winger position, what do you think of Diogo Gonçalves? Uh, listen, forget about what I think. I think the club thinks of him very highly. I think that they've actually, uh, there's been, you've seen pl- plenty of noise on the Portuguese newspapers about Benfica having already made the decision that he will be a part of the team next year. You saw the havoc that he caused when Benfica played for Malikão. Um, He had a hand in a couple of those goals. He gave Grimaldo, and, but then again, look, at the same time, the same token, everyone was giving Grimaldo a handful uh, over the last couple of months, but he did do just that. He took um, he took advantage of his opportunities. He was arguably Famalicão's best player in both of those games, and so uh, I would not be surprised uh, if he's back. I know that he's got a lot to, to, to give. He's a player with plenty of pace. He could actually uh, finalize. He could actually pick up his head and, and place a good cross and so I do think that um, he'll, he'll be on this team and, and again it's not just me like I said I, I there's been plenty of noise that Benfica was very impressed with those performances against them um, and in the Tasa and even in the Campeonato and 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 according to from I mean the, the, the very little information that I get which is the same information you guys get um, it seems as if he's going to be at least in, in the preseason um, whenever the help soccer starts back up, if, if we do get it back up anytime soon. But uh, he is in Mefica's plans for next season um, if they get this uh, rolling once again. Yeah, and, and look, this is kind of like the ideal situation uh, where a player uh, goes through the different phases of uh, evolution. Uh, I mean, from all the, the U teams for Befica, then getting to the B team, then taking the next step into a mid to lower table team uh, within the Liga Nosh. And then uh, after achieving the success that he, that they have with this lower league teams, then step up to Befica. So I think that Diogo Gonçalves has gone the route that Befica always hopes that their players with potential will go and will uh, kind of stand out at the different levels that they uh, that they appear in. So I'm looking forward to Diogo Gonçalves being a part of the team next year for sure. Hey, look, man, for those of you that that aren't too fond of players going out on loan, I mean, I know most of most of you guys understand the business of soccer, especially for youngsters like a Diogo Gonçalves. 
um, that hadn't, you know, that didn't have the opportunity uh, to really, you know, force themselves onto the lineup, onto the team, to, to, to forge a spot for themselves on the roster. Look at players like Ricosta. Ricosta was out on loan himself. Uh, for a year before he came back to Mifiga and made a name for himself. Obviously, it didn't last that long after, you know, sold out to Fiorentina. But we've seen other other cases, uh, and obviously you have a lot of them, you know, it, it, more recent than regards, but I'm just mentioning an a, a idol and icon of Mifiga um, history that, you know, you can go out on loan and then come back and have a very successful career with Mifiga and other and in, 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 in elsewhere. Yeah, who's next? Next, we have Facundo Chucky Ferreira, who's playing in Espanol uh, in the La Liga. He's made uh, 24 appearances this season, 14 starts, 10 as a sub, and he's got eight goals this season. Yeah. Uh, Ferreira was joined by uh, Raul de Tomas at Espanol. Espanol, who's currently 20th uh, in, the, in the Spanish La Liga. 29 years old, forward. Um, some say, and, and I am of the opinion, that he wasn't properly uh, used or deployed by Rui Vitoria, and we ended up uh, wasting that player. Uh, at 29, I don't know if there's still some some move there to come back for Benfica. When you look at this Espanol team, uh, and they're in 20th place, and you don't know that there's the uncertainty of whether or not this league is going gonna, is gonna, is gonna to finish, there's a good reason or there's a good chance that Espanol may uh end up in the and uh second uh what do you call it the the, the second division at, at uh Liga Liga Dois what what do they call that <laughs> the sponsorship was what Santander is that the Liga, Liga Santander uh in Spain Cristiano what do you think about Ferreira man now he has competition from RDT for a spot Man, forget Ferreira. I'm, I'm, I've had it with Ferreira. Ferreira is one of the guys that's made me look bad here on the Bifica podcast because I was absolutely thrilled when we signed them from Shakhtar. I thought he and Jonas would be a tremendous pairing up top, and all he did at Benfica was sit behind a fat Castillo, and then they both got shipped out in the same transfer window. Um, so very disappointed him. Look, he had a good start to the season. He tore it up at Espanol in the Europa League, whatever it was, the qualifications, and then obviously once the Campeonato started, it was a different level. And I um, believe he's only scored a goal uh, for them all year long. So all you have to know is that Espanol decided to spend $20 million out of Benfica flop in order to take his place. Wait, it's 20, 20, 20. It was more than 20. It's 22 or whatever, but who's counting? Right. <laughs> it's going to be more than 20 because uh, he's it, hitting all these bonuses. Yeah, like, come like 22 after he triggers the bonus. Five goals or three goals. Like That's how much confidence they had in the guy. If he scored three goals, we'll give you another million. Like They didn't even think he scored three goals. But that's all you need to know for Castillo, that he's been that bad that they invested the tremendous amount of money. And the guy was actually been pretty good for them since he's joined uh, Espanol. Uh, and that's Raul de Tomas. But yeah, I think I think the writing is on the wall for Castillo. I mean, um, Ferreira, I should say. Castillo is another one, another matter, another case for another time. Uh, I, I do think the writing is on the wall, and I do think that he won't be back uh, at Benfica or, or Espanol at the end of the season, whenever they decide what's going to go on with this season. I mean, we keep talking about this, so I keep referring to whenever they decide what they're going to do, whenever they decide. So um, whenever that decision does come down, I think Benfica is going to have a hard time trying to find a placement for him. Yeah. Uh, who's next? Next, we got Krovinovic uh, playing at uh, West Brom in the championship uh, division in England there. This season has uh, made 34 appearances, 
21 starts, 13 as a sub, and he's got two goals uh, himself. Yeah, I think he had a hard time uh, breaking into that uh, starting 11 at uh, West Brom. But now he seems to be uh, part of uh, of that setup uh, regularly. Uh, him along with uh, is it who's the sporting kid that's staring up over there? Jovan Jovan Cabral? No, Mateo, no, Mateus Pereira. Yeah, Mateus. Yes, Mateus. He's got a 12 million euro uh, option, which they're thrilled about. It was actually in the newspapers today, in Portuguese newspapers, talking about he needs 45 more minutes for his uh, uh, option to be triggered. His official buy it, but whatever. That's another club for another day. But I've also heard about Krovinovic that they're very they're very high on him. They they like um, what he's added to the team, and you know obviously they're in first place and in, in, in the second league, second division in the in the championship, right? Is what you call it in in, in England. Yeah. And uh, I, from what from what I hear, I, they, they have every intention of uh, buying him. And I think Benfica is that no, that's what it was. Benfica has put his price at twelve million, and Mateus put it as ten million. That's what it is. Yeah, I got their numbers confused, but yeah, I don't. I, I, look, if that is the case, what's twelve million euros to a club that's about to make over a hundred and fifty just for being promoted to the Premier League? Um, well, that all depends. No, you still get that. You still get that balloon. You still get that payment. No, it de- de- depends on what they decide to do. I mean, do they promote? Do they relegate? We we don't know. That's all up in the air. I mean, exactly. Well, but I yeah, you, you know what, Alfred? That's a good point. I, we, who the hell knows? Look, all I know is that Krovinovich will most likely not be back. As far as what's going to happen with the league, I don't know. But yeah, Krovinovich is not coming back. I don't think he's coming back. Hey, Chris, real quick. Uh, Krovinovich, understanding the, the talent that he has and, and the, the type of play that uh, that he could that he could bring to this team, do you think this would have been a good player to play in between lines for Benfica? Uh, I mean, now... Right, twenty vision being twenty twenty, uh, you like to think so, but you know, look, the one thing as you stated just two minutes ago, when he originally joined West Brom, he had a difficulty. Uh, he had a difficult time uh, cracking the starting eleven. Um, at Benfica, the question is, would you know, would they have given him that time as well? If he's struggling, you know, he's gonna, you know fall behind the other guys that are playing well at the time. And we've seen with Lodge, he's given a ton of players a bunch of opportunities. Um, so it's definitely, I, I think it's, it's it's a good question on your part. Um, and I do think you'd be a useful player, but I'm just not sure if he'd show what he's really made of at Benfica because of the pressures. And like, as I've stated here a million times on a podcast, that Benfica is unlike any other club, you know, especially in Portugal. Really, they, they have the pressure of, of winning every game. And it's not just about giving kids time and letting them develop like you have to be ready and so it all depends how quickly uh krovinovich uh would rebound from his injury um and and, and i know his injury was over a year ago right yeah over a year close, yeah yeah close to two that's what I'm, was, I'm trying to think he came back this it was no, no. Jan- january 2018 was it not yeah Dave, I'll ask you this, dude. Uh, I already know Cristiano's answer, but would you take Rovinovich over Chiquinho? I think, yeah, I think I would because if we remember the Krovinovic before the ACL, ACL injury, that guy was uh, on top of his form and he was find, uh, starting to find his stride uh, there with the the club, but uh, unfortunately he, he got injured and then once he he recovered from his injury, he just never found that that form again. And like Chris said. 
Benfica also never gave him the opportunity uh, to get uh, get back to that top form. So from this list, he's one of the few guys that I would like uh, to would love to have back on this team, especially where uh, seeing how we've been playing as of late, I'd love to see uh, him back. Here's a question: You get to choose one going forward, Krovinovic or Zivkovic. <laughs> I'll, I'll take Krovinovic take because uh, we also get to save some of that salary that uh, Zivkovic is uh, currently eating up. Yeah, no, I, I think that uh, a lot of Benficistas have had enough with this uh, Zivkovic uh, uh, situation. It's now, it went from all of us recognizing his talent, not understanding why he didn't get any minutes, uh, had an issue with uh, Rui Vitoria, and we thought, well, well, maybe this is Rui Vitoria that's not that lacks the imagination to put him in the lineup to make it work, despite him saving his butt on uh, on a couple, couple years ago. Uh, but now with Laj, Laj, the guy who gives an opportunity to uh, to everyone, he'll give an opportunity to the guy that uh, that parks the cars at the Tshal if the guy was fit and ready to play, uh, and not being able to give an opportunity to Krovinovic because apparently there's something going on there with his work ethic, with his professionalism. I think at this point, I think everybody's realized that Krovinovic is more of a burden than he is an asset to this team. No, Zivko. Zivko. Zivkovic, sorry. Zivkovic, my apologies. Uh, he, he did appear in the uh, the video, though, that Benfica released uh, with the players, um, like, Promoting uh, the PSA for the the the, the virus, Zivkovic yeah. did make an appearance in there, which was strange considering he's been uh, MIA this whole season. Well, he's got to earn that that big paycheck somehow, right? He, he's turned to acting, I guess. Who's next on the list, Dave? Who is next? Next is Eriberto Tavares, uh, playing for Boa Vista in, uh, of course, in the Portuguese league. He's made uh, 22 appearances, 17 or 16 starts, and uh, 16 as a substitute. Has three goals this season. Yeah, Eriberto is a little bit of a of a question mark for me. Also, uh, he did well last year for Mudirense. Was one of their their best players. Uh, he's played quite a bit for uh, for Boa Vista. He's he's a winger. He's 23 years old. Uh, definitely. I don't know if Benfica is looking at him. I think if Benfica was looking at him and their wishes was to bring him back, they probably would have br- brought him back uh, after uh, their season at Moradense. But now uh, I really don't know what, what Benfica's plans are in terms of Veriberto. I think maybe he'll just end up running out the rest of his contract and then he'll get picked up by by a, a Liga Nost team. But Cristiano, a guy that had a lot of promise too, quick, winger, 23 years old. I mean, listen, I like him. I think he's definitely a, a player for the Portuguese first division. Uh, I just don't see him. I just don't see him at Benfica. But I do like him as a player. I do think that there's something there, and I think he, he's got a lot of quality, and he's got a lot of good to add to to, to a Bovista of the world. But I just don't, don't think Benfica will give him that opportunity. I mean, you see Benfica, as you stated before, about center midfielders, we seem to have a ton of other guys that play the same position as uh, as uh, as uh, Iriberto. Um, and those guys have stature on the team with the Rafas of the world, the PZs of the world. So I just, I, I don't, unfortunately, I, I don't see, I do see Diogo Sops coming back in. I just, I, I don't see him. I think he's a player that, 
is going to take those memories of playing for the Benfica, B team with him for the rest of his life, and that's as close as you you know you get to the main squad. Yeah, Dave, who's next? Next is your yonder Kadij. He's uh, playing in uh, Dijon or Dijon uh, in France. There, Ligue 1. Uh, currently making or has uh, made twenty one appearances. 11 starts, 10 off the bench as a substitute, and he has four goals this season as well. Yeah, and one of those goals was against PSG. He helped out Dijon uh, beat uh, Dijon. Dijon. Dijon, that's kind of that's Spanish, right? Dijon. 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 Um, he, he helped him out beat PSG. 24 years old was a, a bite that uh, was uh, this this year. Uh, but it ended up uh, doing some of the preseason with Benfica and then got shipped out. Cristiano, 24 years old, forward. What do you think? Opa, as we said in preseason, I think he's played all his minutes in a Benfica uniform. Uh, and Force, he got hurt in that one game, but I think that's 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 all we'll see him in a Benfica uniform. Yeah. Who's I know it sounds harsh. I know it sounds harsh, but man, we can't we can't give everybody an opportunity. We do see in, in years past where Benfica signs these guys, the Ucras of the world, they bring in the Patrick Vieiras of the world, and no intention of ever playing them on the team. And I just think this was one of those uh charitable donations to Vitoria Stubel in order to keep those guys above water. Go get their striker for three million, keep some away from Porto and Sporting in case there is a player there. I just don't think uh I don't think at Benfica uh, he'll he'll get an opportunity to show what he's really got, which I, I do believe that's not much. Yep. Who's next? Next is uh, Pedro Pereira playing for Bristol City in the English Championship. Has made 19 appearances, 13 as a starter, six as a sub, and he's got two goals. Pedro Pereira, considering how much trouble we've had at the right-back position, uh, I would think about bringing him back. He's still only 22 years old. In a recent interview to Zero Zero, he did mention that uh, he, he's, he's, a, he's been a Benficista all his life, obviously, from, ki- from a kid. Uh, did well in, in Italy. Uh, came to Benfica. Uh, but he just said that the moment just overtook him, and I think that he was too nervous. He's he, he was he's a classic case of the shirt weighing uh, too much on him. Uh, but he's at Bristol City, as as you mentioned, uh, Dave. Bristol City is in seventh place in in the championship. Uh, I don't know, Cristiano. Do you bring him just to take another look at another right back, considering the issues that we've had at the right back position? Look, he's only 21 years old, and we know with defenders, it takes him a little bit uh, longer to mature, right? So, I mean, if you're ever going to give people players, I should say not people, if you're ever going to give players a little bit of extra time, it's going to be defenders, right? That being said, Benfica does have a hole at that position. I mean, we've seen the struggle we've had to since since really Ruben, uh, since um, Smith uh, left for Barcelona. We've uh, we've struggled. I mean, Andre Almeida's done 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 a terrific job of trying to step in and do as much as he can. And Benfica has been look. We've been winning titles with him at the spot. So I mean, it's not that bad. But obviously, you could always upgrade that position. And with Pedro, I, I still think that there is something there. This is a player that was playing over in Italy just as an eighteen and nineteen year old first division Serie A. So there's something there. And then, as you said, gets to Benfica, 
confidence totally drops because the the biz will be a Benfica, die hard Benfica your whole life. And now you're looking at yourself, you're looking up at the crowd and you're seeing yourself inside style to lose. I mean, it must be tremendous pressure. Probably the kid shitted his pants a couple of times. Uh, that being said, he's over there in, in, in the championship and in, 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 in uh, England. Um, and, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, I don't think it hurts to bring him back and uh, and give him another try in preseason. I mean, look, we, we have a kid who's not ready now playing Tomas Tavares playing at that position with with the, with the injury to Andre Almeida. So if at the very least you get another youngster to compete with the Tomas Tavares in the future um, and maybe they start sharing the, the position and, and they both gradually just improve from there, and then maybe we'll, we'll get ourselves a terrific uh, right back. Zach Gomes is next. What's he up to, Dave? He's playing in uh, Lechia Donsk in, uh, in the Polish first division there. Uh, third, three, only three appearances, one as a start and uh, two as a sub, and he has uh, one goal. Mind you, he only came there, I believe, at the beginning of uh, this past uh, transfer, the winter transfer window. So just uh, been there since January. Zegom Gilles, that uh, the big hope for Benfica uh, back uh, when he first uh, burst onto the scene, uh, being brought up to the A-team still as, uh, I think, a first-year junior, uh, did spend half of the season at Portim Nis, uh, this this current season, but now he's moved on to Poland. And uh, Cristiano, Zegom, who had been nicknamed as Zegolus, and I was high, stupid high on Zegolos, especially when they played with the Portuguese national team at 17 years old, uh, leading the he's part of the squad that made, I think, the European final, whatever it was. He was a fantastic player at that age group. And then if you recall, Fred, I think it was you. I don't even think Dave was part of the podcast. I think it was Steve. And I came out here and I said, look, I'm ready to say that Zegolos is nothing special. And you guys looked at me like I was crazy at the time. And I said, look, he doesn't have the ability to beat a defender one-on-one. He doesn't have that Jinga in him. And unfortunately for him and for us, Benficistas, I, I stand corrected. Um, he hasn't really developed that part of his game. And, and he just bounced around and, you know, through Portuguese uh, smaller squads. And now he's in Poland. So hopefully he has, you know, he develops into the player we all expected him to be. But I just don't think he's ever going to hit those marks. Who's next? Next is Jetson uh, Fernandes. He's playing in uh, Tottenham in the Premier League. Has made nine appearances, two as a starter, seven as a sub since coming over in uh, January. Yeah, Jetson's loan is uh, till next year, next June, if I'm not mistaken. June 20. Um, center mid, 21 years old. Uh, we were all a bit of bit of a head scratcher in terms of where he ended up on loan just because not because we we doubt his talent but just the, the talent that that team has had but also understanding that the team has been decimated by injuries Cristiano, do you think Jetson returns at, at some point not sure I mean the one interesting thing about Jetson Fernandez at Tottenham if you guys have paid attention is Mourinho's actually played him at right back a couple of times so we'll see what happens, obviously, with this with this virus stopping the world of sport. Um, that's going to hinder his, his, his progression. But we'll see. We'll see what plans Mourinho has for him. We'll see what position Mourinho is really going to force him into playing going forward. But uh, and again, right now it's early. Do I think he's going to come back? Uh, I'm going to say yes, only because he's got a $55 million buy option clause that, you know, if, if, if Tottenham decides to keep him, they have to trigger. So I see that as, as a lot of money 
especially with what's going to transpire now with with all these teams losing money and these leagues losing all these types of money. That's 65 to 60 million for a player is going to be a tremendous amount of of, of, of money. Um, to, to when things get wrapped, you know, get get ramped up once again, and, and, and the football world starts moving again. So I'm gonna say yes only because of that. But if it was as things stood a month ago, uh, the financial stability of the of, of world football, I, I I was leaning towards no. I don't I don't I don't think he'd come back again. It depends. He has to impress Mourinho. He has to impress Daniel Levy. But I do think Mourinho is gonna do everything he can to keep his George Mintz client in house, and and possibly sharing those uh, commissions. <laughs> yeah. Who's next? Next is Fasia. He's uh, on loan to Alaves in uh, La Liga. He currently has five, has made five appearances, all five as a starter since coming over in January. Yeah, good for La, for uh, good for Alaves to be able to pick up some somebody that was uh, going to come into their team and be uh, uh, of use right away. So he came in. Five games, five starts. Uh, Faisa has vowed to come back uh, to uh, Portugal in May to go to the, the Marques and celebrate with the rest of the team, but understanding everything that's going on. Um, look, I I think it's, it, it's – I would have loved to have seen a better send-off for Faisa, but I think that for his sake, I think it's better that if he's – somewhere else being useful and that team can can use them rather than uh, not getting any minutes at uh, at Benfica books. You know, I think, what do you think? Uh, Faces uh, career is done at Benfica at 31 years old? Uh, look, the only way that changes is if we see a coaching change <laughs> and you bring in a new coach that, that, that really admires his qualities. But right now, as things stand, yeah, I, I think he's he's – far, far behind the other options that Benfica currently has, and so I don't foresee a future for him. Uh, again, unless coaching change. Yeah. Dave, your favorite goalkeeper? The the $15 million man himself, the Bruno Varela playing in uh, Ajax, uh, has made five appearances this year, all, of course, as a starting keeper uh, in the Dutch First Division. Yeah. Now, not much to say about Varela. He's got a, he's got a, a a tremendous goalkeeper in front of him. He did play in a game where Ajax got spanked, and one of the goals was an incredible patu on his uh, on his part. Cristiano, uh, you, uh, you you see Varela coming back, or you think he's going to come back and he's going to go straight to Stubel? I think uh, it's pretty safe. That I'm not gonna have to wear that 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 that, that one piece. What's it called? The Borat Mankini. 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 I think it's pretty safe that I'm not gonna wear that. Uh, as as I as I made the the statement on the podcast uh, that uh, I would wear uh, what is it Mankini, whatever it's called. Uh, if you sold for anything, 15 million of. I mean, it, it's pretty safe to say that's not gonna happen. Uh, so, uh, look, man, why do I look? He's not coming back. I don't even know what to say about him. He's not coming back. Forget it. I mean, next, Portugal is not going to be He's not coming back. <laughs> next next is uh, Kyle Lukas, who is playing in Sarja at the uh, United uh, Emirates League uh, First Division. Uh, and he's already made uh, 10 appearances and 10 as a starter since coming back uh, to that to that league in uh, January. And he has three goals uh, to his tally. Mark. Yeah. He has mar- he has market in the Middle East, so I think he's going to remain there for the for the length of his contract. Cristiano, ciao, hello, ciao Bella, ciao Bella. 
Who's next, Dave? Next is uh, Germain Conti, who's playing in Atlas uh, in Mexico. He's made uh, eight appearances, all as a starter, and has one goal uh, for the side as well. Yeah, Atlas has, uh, I think, shown interest in in signing uh, Conti on a permanent basis. Uh, but uh, look, at uh, both him and Lema came to Benfica after a year of being considered the best defenders in the Argentinian league. Uh, so they both have, have now gone away and they've both gone their separate ways. Um, I, I kind of, to be honest, I had high hopes for German Conti because I thought he was uh, a guy that, although not physically imposing uh, for a center back, I always thought that he kind of had that kind of that silky touch to him, uh, more of a technical center back than than a, a, like a physical center back, and it's it's really a, a shame between um, guys that had their position solidified at Benfica, the emergence of Ruben Dias, the emergence of Ferro, uh, then some some injuries through the middle there. Uh, I think that he was. He was somewhat unfortunate not to be able to break into this Benfica team. And then again, uh, perhaps if the talent is at a different level, uh, then is less of a question mark for the for the coach in terms of who he selects to be a starting uh, center back. So, um, look, I I wish him all the best. I don't think he's back to uh, to Benfica. Now, I think we'll see uh, Herman Conti playing at a Houston Dynamo, Alfredo, here in our backyard in the United States of America. Yeah. Uh, and now we have um, the f- couple players coming out of the beat team that uh, your name, the names might not be familiar to some of them. For those of you that uh, that follow the the beat team, you will know them. Who's next? Yes. Next, we got Nuno Santos, who's playing for Moreirense in, uh, of course, the pre- uh, Portuguese league. He's made five appearances, four as a starter and one off the bench this season. Oh, wait, yeah. on, I'm afraid I just I just want to. Be, let it be known that there's two different Nuno Santos. There's one, this one you're talking about at Murirens, and there's another one that's on the B team, I believe, and he's on the national team, under 20, whatever. He's a nice player as well. So there's that, two different Nuno Santos here. I don't know which one we're talking The one at Murirens, or is it Murirens, or is it Riwav? I think he was at Murirens, now he's at Riwav. I don't know. No, what no, 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 no. Vice versa. The Riwav one, Nuno Santos Riwav one, is not ours. Benfica sold him out. Or, okay. or they released him. Noon Sanch is a younger kid that was at the B team that has now moved to Muradins uh, at uh, at the, on the winter break. Oh, okay, okay. See, I oh, yeah. And if, and if we're wrong, I'm sure that no, uh, fact checker Noon Ricardo Nunes uh, will correct. No, us. You're right, you're right. He's here. So that this is the other kid. Yeah, you're right. This is the other kid. I didn't. I wasn't aware that he just moved to Muradins. But yeah, number seventy-seven and Muradins. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Look, uh, let's uh, let's give him the time. I, I, I look. I would have loved to have seen him in the second half of the season do something at Murirense, but uh, everything has been put on ice. And who's last, Dave? Last but not least, Chris Willock, who's currently playing at uh, Huddersfield Town in the Championship Second Division. There, he's made eighteen. Uh, sorry, fourteen appearances. Uh, no, sorry, 18 appearances, 14 as a starter, and four as a substitute this season. Yeah, the the weaker of the Willock brothers. There's a lot of guys that were watching the, the B team and were saying that uh, uh, he was he was good. He was one of the players that stuck out. Uh, it it never really, it, I never really got a, a sense that he would be a guy that he would 
break into the main team. Um, I thought that he was spotty at times, quick, uh, had that dribble, but inconsistent uh, at best. Um, Shannon, what do you think? Do you think he's? Uh, do you think he's back because he's uh, he's an English player? No, like I said before, man, I, I think Benfica's got a ton of options at that position. And, and, and unfortunately, I think he was he was ticked off. Uh, not I think, I know. Uh, I heard whatever he was ticked off that he didn't make it. He wasn't part of uh, the Benfica preseason tour. You know, obviously, as you know, Benfica spent a little bit of time in, in London at St. George's Park prior to coming here and winning the, the illustrious uh, uh, ICC. ICC, uh, ICC Cup. Uh, so I think things for him started going downhill right then and there when he showed his displeasure. Uh, so I look, uh, I haven't watched much of him to be to be frankly honest with you guys. But I did hear from plenty of our friends, Alfredo guys, that constantly go to Seychelles and see him play on the B team. That he's a very technical player, a guy that takes on three, four, five guys on the same play. He has an ability to beat defenders one on one. Uh, but just wasn't a finished product. And so uh, he struggled in England as well to, to for, for playing time. I know he's getting a lot more playing time now than he was for the first part of the year. Uh, but I do think he's going to find it very hard to, to to be a part of this club come next year as well. Yeah. For the guys that Benfica had, had sent out and, and hoping that they would be on a shop window or hoping that they would uh, create enough buzz around them to be picked up by by the their their loan team uh certainly this this situation the covid it doesn't help that uh also guys that if you had hoped that they would uh, evolve uh in terms of their maturity level uh this has not been good for 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 anyone you know looking at all these loan loaned players and understanding the uncertainty that the future holds and until um the spring at least are there any positives that we could take away from this break for these players? I think I think the, the two guys off the top of my head, real quick, looking at this at this list, two guys that will still well, one for sure is is Theo Gonzalez, right? Like I said before, I think Benfica, uh, you know, they've made a decision that he'll be a part of the team next year. They're bringing him back, so he's definitely one. The other one I still think is, as I said before, is Alpha Smith. I do think he's got a say in this. I do think he's a player that has a lot to add on this uh, to this club going forward. I don't understand why they they don't see uh, a player in him as I do, but hopefully, you know, he'll change their mind. And the other guy is really is 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 Jetson. Uh, I don't think everybody anybody else on this list. Um, could really make it. I mean, Krovinovic possibly, but that's it. I mean, I think everyone else is 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 replaceable play with the exception of of even Nuno Santos, the youngsters and Murirense on loan. Everybody else on this list is pretty much extras. Um, just the way I look at it. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think there's a couple guys that you could take a look and said, yeah, they should definitely uh, be invited into uh, preseason next year. Uh, because we, I think a lot of us know the talent that they bring. Aside from Nuno Sancho, obviously that's still a budding talent. But Diogo Gonçalves, I think he's uh, he's proven himself. I think Rovinovic, obviously there's there's obviously obviously talent there. I would love for Pedro Pereira to to be able to get another chance, provided that he could that he has been able to get his head around playing uh, for Benfica and the weight of that shirt. Uh, Dave, what do you think? 
The only guy that uh, I would like to see just selfishly would be uh, Iribertu, but realistically, I don't see him coming back. He's already getting up there. He's 23, and they had the chance to bring him back, like you said, uh, and bring him into the uh, the summer squad uh, this past season, and Bruno Lage uh, didn't bring him. So um, I remember a couple of years ago when he was with the team on, on, um, on the summer tour there, he really impressed me with uh, his speed down the wing, and I was more impressed with Eriberto than I was with Juan Felix at that time. I remember watching that uh, that summer preseason tour. But uh, just selfishly for my own uh, personal liking, I would have loved to have seen uh, him on this team. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. That's, uh, that's, that's all the loaned out players that Benfica currently has. There's a few more, but kind of obscure. And they're guys that come off the... The B team, Igor Rodriguez, Pedro Henrique, and João Vitor, some of the guys that are out there, Chaves, Ferenc, and Faf, respectively. Um, but uh, look, it, this is impacting everything, but it's still fun to be able to look at these guys and, and see what these guys have been doing. There's a lot of, uh, before these guys go on loan, and when it's talked about them going on loan, there's a lot of questions. Oh, why is he going on loan? He could, he could be useful. Why doesn't he get more playing time? And then you look at what some of these guys have, have done in terms of the clubs that they've joined, uh, the type of competition that they face, and how much have they been able to log in in terms of minutes, uh, both as starters and, and as substitutes. Uh, perhaps some of these guys don't don't really have a, a, a spot in, in the Benfica that a lot of us hope uh, uh, of a team that uh, Benfica could have in terms of being able to do well in Europe and, and also do well, do very well in, in Portugal. So we'll, we'll just see, but definitely a few names um, pop out uh, from this list. Uh, I think that's all I got. Dave, Cristiano. Hey, man, I think you've said it all, bro. We're just glad that we uh, were able to get our minds off the reality for a couple minutes here. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. Please, please, whatever you do, uh, comment, uh, get yourself involved in a conversation. Let us know what players you'd like to see back at Benfica, what players you'd like to add it to this list of lone Nisa next season. So let's start up the conversation. Let's start interacting with one another, man. Everybody's got time on their hands. Everybody's at home. So let's go. Let's get the Twitter feed going, peoples. Dave, any uh, messages for your fellow countrymen that might be listening to us? Just stay inside. Do as much as uh, you can inside. Like it's not even worth it. I, I finally got the uh, the ability to start working from home starting tomorrow. So I'm taking full advantage, and uh, I'll be a hermit for the next 14 days. There you go. And same thing for me. Uh, I've been working from from home now, going on. Uh, this is the second week, trying to stay indoors as much as possible, trying to get exercise and and listen to those Benfica Independent podcasts to uh, pass the time, play some FM, uh, play some other uh, PS4 games that I haven't finished, uh, and that's it. Uh, we're all doing the best we can without uh, you know losing our minds. I know that being home this this uh, this long especially if you locked in with uh, with little kids that they, they tend to lose their minds too because they're they're bored I know it's uh, it's not easy and it's definitely uh, definitely challenging uh, so for all of you uh, that are out there going through uh, through this quarantine uh, definitely a, a big hug and, and tons of support from from our part hang in there do the right thing flatten the curve wash your hands 
all that good stuff, man. Protect yourselves, protect your families, protect the ones around you uh, by staying home. Uh, so thank you very much. Next week, we'll try to bring you some more content, uh, something a little different than we, we usually been doing. We're hoping to have a, a guest next week so we could uh, talk about other things and to bring you another hour or so of uh, of entertainment and escape from reality. That's all I got. Take care, everyone. Ciao, Bella. <laughs>